guys, welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Been a long time between drinks, so to speak, but uh, joined today with a, at least a, was it a 1.5 metre? Close Pretty enough close. to a 1.5 yep. metre distance, distance with, with Nick and Tyler. So uh, look, we, we want to get a couple of podcasts out before we all go into isolation. I think it's inevitable it's going to happen. And today, to, to, to launch things off, we want to talk about uh, virtual racing. So uh, I'm not really that familiar with Swift, but there's heaps of users on it at the moment, isn't there? Like heaps. heaps. Is that yeah, right? I think, like, yeah. yeah, I think... Prior to um, our social distancing and things closing down, uh, typically, I don't know, I think a thousand, one to two thousand people on. Yeah. I think I've heard reports yeah. of jumping on. I saw twenty-four thousand. Really. Yeah, yeah, I heard fifteen thousand, yeah. twenty thousand, things like that. So I you guess can't you can't buy a smart train or any bike. Spain and Italy, sold out. Spain and mm-hmm. Italy are on full lockdown, so you know. I've heard uh, read articles on massive fines for people that tried to go out go for a ride right after that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. especially some of those European countries, everyone's locked in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you literally can't, like I, I see on, on social media that everyone's trying to buy smart trainers, smart trainers and yep. it's just, there's literally, and I think, ta- actually I saw Tax actually, um, they put out a statement saying, uh, we can't, like we've closed down our online store yeah. like, because it's back ordered, yeah. and there's something to do with them getting stuck in China or something, mm-hmm. I think. Um, well that's the thing, a lot of, a lot of stock, from, even though like, gym equipment people are trying to get, all coming from China, it's all been locked down, so it's, yeah, everyone's it's impossible. Getting, everyone's getting prepared. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we'd just jump on and have a chat about virtual racing with some Swift and Trainer Road and all those other platforms, but specifically talking about the upcoming, is it, it's already been announced, the, well, the yeah, upcoming I'm, yeah. concept of Ironman yeah, virtual we've racing. A, we've got a name, we don't have much more than that, but... Yeah, something's happening. So then we just jump on, pretty much speculate as much as we can. Let's figure out if, if it goes ahead, how is it going to look? What's it going to look like? What does it mean? Um, how are you going to swim? Are you going to have a run component? Oh, it's fairly straightforward that you can get a bike component in there. So I guess let's just jump in it. There's, there's no, um, there's no plan for this podcast. We're just going to chat about what, what we think would happen. So I guess, I guess the, number, the first question is: Is it going to be a swim, bike, and run? Oh, it's not going to be a swim. No, no. I, don't, I think. Ironman's goal in most of what they do, and AWA is a perfect example. Is you know they are first and foremost a business, so there is numbers, more people, right? With that, they reward more racing through AWA. They want more people in their races. So something like swimming is going to be super restrictive to who can get involved. Like the only, I guess the only way with pools closed, if we do go full lockdown, is the very few people that have some sort of endless spa or so. Yeah, I would say happen. no. And I would argue that the running is going to be fairly restrictive as well. So, so I'd imagine there will be a run component because Ironman is a triathlon company. But I would guess, not knowing again, um, that if you can't run, you could still get involved. I'm tipping that if you can do, if you can cycle indoors with some sort of power, some sort of smart trainer, there will be avenues for you to be involved in Ironman VR. That is a guess. Don't take that as gospel yeah, by yeah. any means. No one knows. We have no idea, but. I, yeah, I think it's very restrictive if you have to have a smart treadmill or a run pod, which are becoming more common, but are still mm. fairly uh, uncommon, I guess, in the general population. Yeah, I mean, so what they're obviously trying to do is they're, they're basically trying to compete with Swift and or at least maintain their business, because there's obviously yeah. no races coming up. What they want do? engagement, and, and also they, they're giving out, as far as I'm aware, it sounds like they're giving out world qualifier slots, because again, at the end of the day, they are a business, and... Uh, I think it's quite a good incentive to get people onto their platform if you can qualify for a, for a world championship. Spot. Yeah, it, it says on. I just got the email up here that they sent initially. It says on here like there's a thing with like earning points to redeem um, valuable rewards. And if you scroll through, they give like they're giving away obviously some like some additional say additional perks. So who knows what that is? But mm. yeah, with the with the world championship slots potentially on the line, it's 
probably a bit of a different way of, of getting there, but I guess for some people it's probably going to be a really sort of yeah. handy thing to, to make a World Championships in a different format. So be interesting how they set it up. Oh, yeah, I reckon, like, uh, I was wondering in my head now, like, would it be a case of to qualify, you can't, you, to be eligible to qualify for a World Championship, you must have raced that Ironman distance within the last 12 months or 24 months, and then it's just a bike race, and then they just compare that time to your previous best time and then scale your swim and your run accordingly and that's a, that's a reasonably level playing field like that maybe something like that yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well, who knows yeah, it's going to be like they've said a pro challenge so it sounds like they're going to have professional races yeah men's and women's I'm in virtual VR pro challenge for which I guess is I, I presume maybe that's going to help fill up our pro field if we do get a world championship race go ahead but that's going to drive engagement people are going to want to watch that's see how it works yep. And then they've said weekly races and challenges. Now, I, my speculation is that the challenges are going to be more of a participation base. Yep. Like it might be um, log 10 hours of cycling and three hours of running. And once you do that, potentially you go into a draw for a slot, perhaps. It sounds like there is racing, so... Mm. Uh, uh, we've, you know, Ironman have had a long history of struggling to get an online tracker working for their races, so... Yeah. If they've managed to get a viable online racing system up and going, oh, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we were also saying, is there going to be some partnership with Zwift? I maybe from a platform perspective. Yeah, I can't see why Zwift would need it. Yeah, like I don't. I think people that go and do some Ironman VR are probably still going to ride Zwift. I think bes probably besides the the slots and the bonuses. Unless it's very good, mm. Swift has basically covered all bases from yeah. from what it's got. Bit Engagement, it's got racing, it's got customized workouts, it's got training plans, it's got different worlds. I think that would be a very tough ask to come up now and go against Swift, which is so established. Mm. And I think if you didn't have those world slots and those up, you wouldn't have a chance. So yeah. the world slots is definitely a, a good um, carrot for people yeah. to, to chase with that. Oh no, no, slots relatable but a little bit off centre as well. I, I saw a, an announcement, I reckon, two days ago, two or three days ago, that Zwift actually are scaling back their software side of the business. Like they actually cut jobs yeah. on the software side to focus on the hardware, hardware side. So, like, you can imagine smart treadmills, actually, like smart bikes as opposed to. They brought out that like, tax bike. Yeah, well, well, exactly. Well, why go give tax and. and Wahoo money when they can create their own ones and literally do it uh, a virtual tri maybe not triathlon but you know at least duathlon bike run wait to see where it goes standardized power ratings as well at least if it's there yeah. hardware you get some yep we had an athlete in recently struggled with power ratings because with racing and they've been inconsistent with lots we've wanted and things like that as well so to literally get it certified yeah to, to have an actual device that yeah this is our device I know they've had, they've had a long running thing with Wahoo haven't they Zwift pretty sort of well aligned with Wahoo over yeah I think while, initially but, but I think now it's, it's kind know, of open tax kits yeah. so the be all the big manufacturers have got some sort of stake in, in Zwift in that you know you, you hook your knee up and you, know, you get access to the yeah. the tax kit and you hook your yep. kicker up and you get access to the Wahoo kit and yep. yeah yep. What, do, what do you think about like if they actually ran a 70.3 on virtual platform how, 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 how do you what, yeah well, I know we are talking about it a little bit before. Like, obviously, swims can be difficult, but like, let's say, for example, the athletes who do have a treadmill at home with a foot pod or whatever, and, and they've got a, a smart trainer, 
advantages, disadvantages to, to racing compared to a race out on the road? Yeah, I, like, I, I really like the online racing as a training platform. I think Zwift has done a really good job and I think Ironman could do it too. I think when you start awarding prizes, um, especially in a large scale, it's very it's difficult to um, verify what everyone's yeah. doing. Different trainers, yeah. um, and I think the, the treadmill becomes an even bigger issue. Like I'm not. I've seen people yeah. talk about calibrating those foot pods in different ways to get the much faster running paces. Do you have to have a foot pod if you've got a Bluetooth treadmill? I don't know how they work, and that can you just set that at 15 kilometres an hour and then sit on the couch and have that run away while yeah, you're exactly. yeah. Yeah. your Ironman VR guy is running four minute pace through his 21 car. So yeah, you know. And when you are giving away world spots, people will definitely cheat when they're able Correct. to. We know doping has been an issue in pro sport and whatever. I'm not sure even if that's in age group racing, yeah. but if you can do it in the comfort of your own home, people will take advantage of any loopholes they can find for those spots. So, yeah. yeah. And what is it, what's the foot pod measuring? It's me, is, it, is it vertical force? Is it horizontal force? Is it both? The cadence. Like, like can I yeah. can I just let my treadmill go at 15 k's an hour and just jump directly yeah. up and down and get maximum yeah, like vertical long, force. So I'm saying, hey, my wattage is really high. Because yeah. I imagine it, I don't know, actually. I, don't, I can't imagine it'd be, we'll have to look that up, but I, yeah. I know Stride, like Stride's probably the most, mm. one of the people I'm most familiar with, and I personally haven't used it, but um, yeah, it's a vertical force, a horizontal force. It's yeah. not going to take you get your running economy. Obviously, if you do it properly and you actually yeah you actually and I think that's probably you know, an example an honesty system then then we'll sure to it a sec, yeah. I guess the point is um, talking about reliability being able to get a level playing field especially if you're giving out world qualifying spots you know you'd be pretty pretty pissed if yeah, somebody's if, just cheating yeah. and you're doing doing the hard yards I guess moving on to the to the bike which is a little bit uh, where we are technologically now a little bit uh, we're already there. We're, the, yeah. the, the, on, the online racing, uh, virtual racing on the bike is, is pretty, pretty well established. Yeah. Uh, most people have access to, a lot of people have access to smart trainers, chuck your bike on there, and it's, it's, all, it's all pretty automated. So I guess from that perspective, like we've, got, we've been chatting about it offline a little bit between ourselves, like talking about the difference to start with like a road bike versus a time trial bike and yeah. how that might affect things. Um, Taking out like the fact that, well, is any of this software, if you're gonna be racing on a road bike, is any of this software gonna take into account aerodynamics what your position's like on a time trial bike, things like that. If not, I mean, Ty, you can probably attest to this a little bit more than most of us doing most of the training at the moment, but like, how much power are you going to be able to put out more on a road bike setup than a time trial position? Yeah. Sustainability? Oh, yes. If I'm, having if I'm using next to you, comfort, if I'm yeah. using online, online platforms for training, then I'll try to ride my TT bike in my TT position. Mm. But if I was going to do that for a race, benefit or it's simply going to be watts per kilogram basically then yeah. you know, I'll 100% have my road bike on there yep. for all that comfort sustainability you know you open, even heat in that environment if you're sitting upright with your yeah. chest open you got a fan on you're getting a lot more airflow than if you are tucked up in your TT position yep. I guess where it could be a positive is that um, an athlete that may not have the financial means to buy a, a brand new P5 disc with an 808 and a Super 9 disc and whatever else. Mm. Yeah, again, we can't verify everything, but equipment's now yeah, not an issue. Yeah. So in terms of yeah. simple fitness and, and if we are back, bring it all the way back to watts per kilo, uh, that I guess could even the playing field from some aspect. From a budget perspective, mm. yeah. Tra traveling to events is a big, big obviously cost for a lot of athletes as well. You take that factor out and it's 
can they invest more time and effort into their training yeah. side of things? But on that point as well, like, I think more people would have a road bike than a TT bike if you've yeah. got one or the other. So that's yeah, going to gonna, gonna, uh, widen the playing field. And as you said, yeah, it should just be, it, should, it shouldn't be who's got the most money to spend on aerodynamics and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Position shoring up, you know, like mm. aer- the skin best aero helmet. Skin, yeah, exactly. All, all the performance enhancing yeah. technology and there's, there's heaps of it out there. Um, then yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. Like you know, most people would go on a bike, especially if you don't have to run off it. Mm. You're in a more stable position. Like you're literally yeah. more stable. Like your principal stability. You're more stable. You can produce more power, and you're yeah. more comfortable anyway because mm. you're upright. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really interesting point. You, you, could, you could argue that so long as the the trainer that you're using, obviously, your tax will be a little bit different to Wahoo, would be a little bit different to uh, your Garmin vector pedals or however you're yeah. measuring your power. That's where it's a bit tricky because power meters do fluctuate a little bit. But if you can yeah. get something on a level playing field, um, yeah, I'd argue it's actually you know more fair in a, in a more fair in a in a sense of, of who is the fittest. Yeah. But then you got you do need to take into account. Hey, look, you know. It's not just about watts per kilo. The, the smaller you are, the more aerodynamic. And, and most of the time, yeah. especially when you're going over, I think it's about, if you're going over about 14 k's an hour, all that power is really just getting across that, that wind resistance. So it yeah. is like a really, aerodynamics is really, really important. Yeah, there is endless avenues to discuss in, in this yeah. conversation, which, and again, if there's no reasonable prizes, then I'm personally not too worried about it. If someone does want to cheat to win a Zwift race, you know, good on them. Good on them. If there is prizes up for grabs, then yeah, it can be frustrating. Um, it, like it, if you take, you could take out the skill of being able to pace the bike yep. by presetting your trainer to whatever it is, two hundred and forty watts, and now you just sit there and you just pedal in erg mode, and you just erg, in erg mode at what you know you yeah. can do. You, you don't run the risk of overworking the hills. You still push the same on the downhills, and if you are, you know, so that becomes a real. Um, Who's got the highest FTP? Yeah, robotic almost. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Just mate, whatever, if you can do things like that. So, who knows? Well, yeah. first of April, I think we find mm. out some more details how it's going to work. I think an interesting part of it we talked about as well was um, if, if everything was equal across the board, you're sitting on your trainer, how beneficial it is it to have a fan next to you, a table set up with all your nutrition on it? You, like, you're not having to worry about carrying it or picking up on course. It's just. I've got four bottles lined up, as many yeah. gels as I need, bars, whatever. You need um, really disciplined in eating and drinking on, in, your, in your, the cycle you want to maintain, yeah. which can be hard out on the road. Guys who might train with headphones in, yeah, like 90k with yeah. headphones in if you're more, more motivated that way, you obviously can't take them on course, but yeah. if you're Set on a your trainer, playlist up to yeah. keep yeah. going at the end. Yeah. A whole bunch of advantages. Well, yeah, let's break it all down. So let's start with nutrition. Because um, re- realistically, most people are restricted to gels or drinks, maybe a bar. But it's yeah. tricky, as you got yeah. you got to carry your own nutrition. But you could have yeah, gastric upset is a massive issue for the majority of athletes over mm. over a long course, or at least seventy point three. So, yeah, you could have bananas, you could have jam, white jam sandwiches, you could have fruit, you could have well, you could have whatever you want. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, I know my stuff. Like, gels, I can get through a seventy point three, and I need to find the toilet straight after. Yeah. Like, it's right on the limit. Um, but a lot of people can't use gels, so yeah, you could. You could really be strategic with what you eat, um, and you could practice that now in preparation for whenever, whenever it comes out. Just as, that's going to be super beneficial from a drink perspective. You're right; you'd have them lined up. Uh, you'd have your timer set to make sure you're you're going. I mean, if you've done like a sweat test with us, for example, yeah. you, you can you know what your sweat rate is, and you know your sodium loss, and you just yeah. do the math and you set up the drink bottles, and away you go. 
Um, and, and then you talk about temperature and stuff, like obviously air conditioning, but some people, most people just have like a little crappy fan. Yeah. Like we've got an industrial one, so do you have an industrial fan? What's your air conditioning like? Um, what's, you know, what part of the world are you in? It's still going to be huge. Like if you're in Malaysia, it's going to be humid. You're going to yep. sweat more, you'll dehydrate more versus if you're over here, you don't. Mm. Like, it, it, there are elements that, that probably make it a more level playing field, like, hey, what is your power app or your watts per kilo? But then you've got nutrition, you've got the climate, you've got yep. the time of day. Is it live racing? Are you doing it at 3 a.m. if you're over in uh, Switzerland and then yep. you're doing it at 6 p.m. over here, whatever, you know, whatever yep. it is? So, um, yeah, for athletes who race better first thing in the morning, or even something as simple as like you're not having to get up necessarily an hour and a half, two hours before the race at 5 a.m. to start racing at 6.30. It's like you could wake up at 6 for a 6.30 race start mm. and still be good to go. Extra sleep, is that going to impact it? Less stress? Don't have to worry about your tyres exploding in transition the night before. And you take that transition completely, yeah. I imagine. I, yeah. It's inter- yeah. There's so many things you could talk about. Um, so we've covered off... It's basically coming back to right the way, day number one, that the seven core components of endurance success. You've mm. got, all right, you're as fit as you are. So your virtue max, your, your FTP or your velocity at threshold and your economy, like they're, they're sort of... Uh, you're not going to be able to change them too much. So as long as you don't cheat, that, that's it. Mm. Right? So then you've got heat load dehydration. You say... Who's got the best fan? Who's got the best air conditioning? Yeah. You can obviously ice vest or something. Ice, yeah, yeah. great shout. You can put an ice vest on. Uh, you can eat ice slushies um, to cool your core body temperature. Yeah, everyone around like temperature. Take your drink. shirt off. Yeah, you temperature don't have drink bottles and yeah, lots of things. So you do. pre-cooling and and yeah, well, yeah, set yourself up next to a fridge or a freezer, and you got to chuck a new ice vest on. Whoever's home with you at the same time you can just yeah, outside help or yeah, like hose over the top. Yeah, yeah, to the bring, or the, or yeah bring the next frozen drink over. Yeah, get it over. Yeah. Ice slushies are, are really good. Owen can attest to that. He's behind the camera, hey man. <laughs> loves it. <laughs> loves his ice slushies. Um, so these are all proven ergogenic aids to to. Uh, I've I've to spoken to you guys about as well. Trying to think how can we get ice vests in T two to put onto the run. Like how can you keep it cold yeah. enough through the first three hours if you're doing a seventy point three or the you know so six hours, whatever, that back end. and then just chuck on an ice vest that's yeah. still cold to cool you down and you know yourself struggling hot hot climates. Um, how, how good would it be just to have something that's nice and cold? I reckon those like um you, you know those ice packs that you just like crack yeah. those first aid kit ones. Exactly. I reckon they'd be a goal to to test out at least. Don't like depending on how long they last, but is that something that you can have in a and how much time do you want to give up on course? But is that something you can have in a special needs bag? You pick up middle of the course so you don't have to mm-hmm. carry it with you, crack it, bang in the shoulders, it gives you 10, 15 minutes of relief, cools you down a bit, get rid of it, and then pick the next one up in transition. And mm. Yeah, yeah, no, lots of things. a big, big advantage. So heat, low stress, dehydration, covered that, and then you go into things like, um, um, you said psychology, like yeah. Yeah, music versus Motivation. no music, that could, be, that could be really beneficial. Recovery is whatever it is, you just... Uh, uh, you're a bit more recovered because you got more sleep, uh, and then and then nutrition is what it is. You know, you, you can have your tailored nutrition. So it pretty much it, it'd be really interesting to see how it goes. And 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 I think in this time of crisis, which is always a, you know, terrible for a lot of people and terrible for, for businesses and all the rest, but a, a silver lining is that technology. Everyone's going to realise now that technology is super have important. To adapt. How, yeah, have to adapt. How can we use it? How can we how can we still train? Um, when we are in lockdown or isolation or at least restricting what we can do. And the next podcast we're going to record is going to be about periodization for the yeah. Olympics, which is a, a whole new... That's a, that's a, a, well, we don't know when the date is, but you know, I'm meant to be fit in what? Is it you know, four months' time? And now it's going to yeah, be 16 months' be time. Next year, yeah. And 
there's a fair chance they're going to have to do indoor training for the not foreseeable future and not yeah, more racing. So, um, yeah, technology is everything. It's going to be really, really interesting to see where we go. I think Swift are going to revolutionise it, particularly if they're focusing on yeah. hardware. Like, you could literally have virtual racing. That, that will be the go-to mm-hmm. virtual racing yeah. platform. You're going to start, you know, going to have Zwift World Championships one day or, or yeah. virtual racing World Championships. Yeah. And, and I'm, it, 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 possibilities are endless. It's, def- it's already going that way. And I don't know if you've seen a bit off topic, but motorsport, like yeah. F1 racing and stuff are all in simulators already trying to keep their seasons alive racing that way. Yeah, it's right. like you imagine if Swift gets on board that, that sort of side yeah. of things, get a few pro teams involved from a cycling perspective, but some pros on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell's hosting rides every yeah. day at the moment, um, doing Fredano, their training sessions yeah. publicly. Fredano's been jumping on a lot and, yeah. and inviting people on rides. So. And, it's good, and that's good for the sport itself. Like yeah. You're riding with the pros virtually. I yeah. Think that's pretty cool, so that's yeah. good for engagement. Um, anything else, have you? I don't think so. I, I guess we'll come back in five days and... Well, once we Hopefully know how yeah. our hands are working, we might be yeah. able to give a bit of an update. Give our views on what they're doing. But basically, yeah. the goal of the day, guys, was just to really just chat, chat some rubbish, to be to be fair. But uh, talk about the science behind if this happened, what are the implications? Yeah. How do we keep it a level playing field? How can you get advantages through using science, uh, your, your nutrition, your ergogenic age, all that sort of stuff? So if you have any questions, please post them below because we will do another podcast once we know more about this. Uh, otherwise, uh, as I said in an email, if you're already subscribed to our platform, we're going to start ramping these out. We aim for three podcasts a week. Have we got it? Have you seen Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Not yeah, a couple of, yeah, a couple of times a week, but we're trying it three, three a week yeah. out um, yeah. across all platforms. So Apple is normal, Podbean, um, YouTube, Facebook, yeah. wherever you like watching it or so listen to it. We're obviously anticipating that everyone's going to have a fair bit of free time on their hands and at least want to consume yeah. some content. And if you're stuck on your indoor trainer, it's good to jump on the podcast, get some some helpful tips. So we're ramping up the content. Please support us by sharing it, commenting, asking questions always helps. We've got a, we've got a list of about six or seven topics, but then we're going to run out and have to think hard. So yeah. if you have any questions, please post them below. Uh, share it with your friends and we'll speak to you next time.